Dancing with the Stars, the RTE podcast sponsored by Muller Corner. Mullerlicious. I'm Lottie Ryan and this is the official Dancing with the Stars podcast. Well, this Sunday, my friends, let's just say it's going to be unmissable. Um, Listen to this. It is week six, which is dedicated dance week. And it is certainly going to be a very, very special set of performances. I have some exclusive reveals. I am so excited that I'm able to do this. It's exclusive. Okay, that means open up your ears and pay close attention. There are no eliminations this week. However, on Sunday, one of our couples is going to win a free pass. Basically, this means the couple with the highest points, so that's the combined public vote and the judges' scores, is going to get a free pass in the week seven show. I mean, can you imagine how fantastically fabulous that would feel? The pressure would be taken off and you could just enjoy performing. It also means they're not going to have to face the first dreaded dance-off. They're just automatically going through to week eight and week eight is big band orchestra week. I mean, it's just, it's too much for me to take in. It, imagine. So the pressure is going to be on. They are all going to be in fighting form. People are going to be battling to get this. Nobody wants to go home. Everybody wants the free pass, which means that your votes mean absolutely everything this week. Now, I've also got even more news for you. I can reveal at this point, as I am recording the podcast, only eight couples are going to be competing on Dedicated Dance Week because I've received news that Missy Keating will not be partaking in the programme this week because she has tested positive for COVID. Now, last week, I thought Missy and her Venus did a fabulous performance. Brian disagreed with me. He wasn't mad about it. But I did just want to take a moment to wish her a speedy recovery. And Missy, please get back to the dance floor as soon as possible because we're going to miss you. Now it is time to catch up with Mr. Brian Redmond and I think I think it'd be fair to say he is the judge with some of the most direct, dare I say, harshest critiques of the celebrities throughout their Dancing with the Stars journey. He has very kindly agreed to give us some tips and to steer our couples just a little bit in terms of what he's looking for. But before we get to that, I just wanted to have a little catch up with him. And I suppose I had a little bit of unfinished business with Brian from my turn on the dance floor. Do you know what I'll never forgive you for? Go on. Not giving me a time for Dora. Can you say that you regret that, please? I will, on this podcast, admit that I regret yeah! not giving you a 10 on oh that podcast. God. <laughs> that's only the, oh, my God. That's only the second time ever in the history of Dance with the Stars I've admitted that something could have been a little bit higher if I got a chance what to do it all over one? again. It was the rumba danced by Avian Gary in season one, week three or four to once. No, that wasn't a 10, so you can take a little bit of credit. Okay, on that. I'll take credit. I think I gave her like a six and a seven or something like that, but it was it was definitely better than oh, that. Oh, well, th- listen, that's made my night. There there you that's go. made my year. Job done. Need to ask you about last weekend, Angus going home. What yep. did you think? Was it the right decision? Uh, I wouldn't say it was 
the wrong decision. Like last week, I think Neil was probably a little bit unlucky to go home. Angus was in that group this week, you know, towards the bottom of the leaderboard. There's a few of them in there. And once you're in that bottom third of the leaderboard, it could go anyway. So I think it was a good week for him. So in one sense, it was nice that it was this week because it's always slightly better to go home on a good week than a bad week because you don't feel like you've let yourself down. So always disappointed to go. But if it's possible, it was probably a good week for him to go. Yeah. Bottom of the leaderboard this week was Matthew and Laura. Yeah. Um, I was actually a little bit surprised because I kind of felt he was trying so hard to push himself out of his comfort zone. Yeah, he is. And, you know, doing all those lifts definitely pushes you out of your comfort zone. But also, there's a little bit of smoke and mirrors when a, a routine is completely loaded with lifts. What you did so, so well, if I might add, with Dora, Go on. was you gave us the lifts, you gave us the well factor, but everything in between was so creamy, smooth and fluid. Matthew doesn't have that. He struggled with that so far. And for a guy that's as athletic as he is, you'd hope that he would have a bit more foot speed and be able to deal with it. So weirdly, looking at him physically, you think, yeah, looks like a great Latin dancer. But the one week that he did a ballroom dance a couple of weeks ago, Foxtrot was phenomenal. Oh, I couldn't well, believe relatively. that. It was so good. So much better than his Latin. So it's a weird one, that. And then top of the leaderboard, we had joint top of the leaderboard. Yep. Um, what did you think? I have to say I was quite surprised that neither Ellen or Jordan got a 10 from any of the judges because I just thought they were both phenomenal. Well, I think you could have been pretty close I think in both cases mm. you know I was pretty close on Jordan and um, I think Lorraine was pretty close on Jordan as well Ellen almost but I think the interesting thing about that was it just goes to show that there's so many ways that you can go about getting those really high scores as two performances they're absolute polar opposites white floaty elegant beautiful Jordan, dark, black, aggressive, mm. powerful. And both of them, you know, very, very capable of getting higher scores. And, you know, often when we get to the final, we get this judge's choice. I don't know what the plan is for this year, but if judge's choice came back, that might be, in their cases, maybe one of those performances that we just like, go on, have another go at it. Have another go at it. Uh, can we just please, somebody, somebody who's listening, get a billboard made with Brian Redman saying that he made a mistake and Dora deserved it. <laughs> because I've been waiting two years to hear him say it. Anyway, as I mentioned, we are going to be checking in with Brian a couple of times during the podcast for his thoughts on some of the upcoming dances and for him to just give his, you know, technical prowess and a couple of tips for the couples as we go. Now, let's move on with things because Missy and her Venus sit out this week. Eight couples are going to take to the floor on Sunday night for what is most certainly going to be a very emotional, very emotive set of performances. So let's in no particular order run through the dances, the music choices and of course what's most important this week is the dedications. So I can reveal first up on the dance floor to perform on Sunday is going to be Nina Carberry and her partner Pasquale La Rocca. They are going to be performing a salsa to one of my favourite tunes, Nicki Minaj's Starships and get this, it's dedicated to her two children, Rosie and Holly. It's so cute. And I think it would be fair to say Nina and Pasquale have had probably one of the biggest journeys on the show because I think 
everybody at this stage has said Nina was not what they were expecting. Nobody expected Nina to be as fantastic as she is. And we have just seen so many sides to this woman. Every week in her VT, she says, I can't be sexy or I can't be cute or I can't do this. And then what does she do? She goes out and does it. So I have no doubt that she is going to go out and give us a salsa of dreams. It's going to be an amazing routine and I can't wait. I'm going to try and catch up with the two of them just as they come off the dance floor next week. I will pull them into the dressing room and say, guys, come on, give us an interview for the podcast. So fingers crossed for that one. Now, next for us to check in on is Grania Shoga and John Nolan. Grania most certainly enjoyed a comeback last week. It was a very impressive performance. This week, she's doing a samba to Africa by Toto. She's dedicating her dance to her husband, Leon, who, of course, is from South Africa, hence the song choice. Um, I think this is a great song choice. I'm interested to see Grania do a dance like this. A samba is something completely different to what we have seen her do before. It's going to be a lot more fun, a lot more feisty, a lot more flavour. And I'm also very interested to see John doing a samba because we all know that he is the king of ballroom. So I think this is going to be a great week for them because it's a week that we're going to see them both out of their comfort zones and doing something completely different. So I'm I'm excited to see it. I really, really am. It's time now, though. Shall we head over to the training room? That sweaty place that I like to visit during the week. I've been catching up with Matthew McNabb and his professional partner, Laura Nolan. Laura and Matthew, thank you for taking the time out of training to chat with me. So how do you feel this Sunday is going to go then, Matthew? You've got contemporary ballroom. What are the things you're going to focus on? I'm going to focus on expressions and trying to really embrace it. This is a really emotional dance for me because it's my friends who passed away when I was in quarantine for Love Island. Um, I think this is nearly the perfect dance though because it's quite expression like it's expression full dance if that's even a word Um, so I'll hopefully be able to to do it justice really and Laura um, in terms of for the pros for this week the choreography it's so difficult to have to create something for someone that's so personal to them you know emotion is a big thing so this week in rehearsals even to to try to get that emotion out. This week is bringing all those emotions back up to the surface. So it's trying to work hard, also keeping an emotion in the dance, but not getting too emotional that there's no concentration. So it's balancing all of those things. Now, I know that Matthew is intent on impressing our judge, Brian Redmond, which is why, while I had Brian, I decided to ask him what were his thoughts about how how exactly can Matthew tackle the contemporary ballroom in a way to impress Brian? We're going to see lifts again, I'm sure, in that because contemporary ballroom is one of the styles that allows them to do lifts. So we know he can do the lifts. He struggled with quick feet. In the quicker dances, I don't think, I haven't heard the music, I don't think he's going to face that challenge. So he needs to go back to that style, that elegance that he's had in the ballroom dances from a couple of weeks ago. And I think, looking at what I've seen from him so far, this could be his best chance yet to get those really higher scores. Matthew, did you hear that? Brian thinks it's your best chance yet, so no pressure, but don't mess it up. (laughs) I think Matthew can get those big scores this week. It really sounds as though it's going to be a very emotional moment. Um, He is, as he said, performing for his best friend, Ryan, and the song choice is Charlie Puth with See You Again. Next up, Ellen Keane and Stephen Vincent. And after, it'd be fair to say, it was a very 
uh, spine-tingling, moving performance last Sunday. This weekend, she is ramping up the drama with a paso doble. She's going to be performing to Beyonce's Run the World. And she's dedicating the song to Ashling, who was her best mate, who's been away from Ireland for over two years. And um, I just think that this is a lovely, a lovely dedication. Um, they both love Beyonce, hence the track choice. And I just can't wait to see how Ellen approaches such a fierce dance because last week although it was very intentful with its emotions it, it's a very different routine to a Paso Doble and Paso Doble is almost dare I say aggressive in my opinion so I'm excited to see Ellen do this I'm excited to see the darker side of Ellen that's what I'm looking forward to now back to the sweaty training room again <laughs> Erica Cody and Dennis Sampson sure they were only thrilled to have me pop in Erica and Dennis, first of all, thank you for taking the time out of rehearsals to have a quick chat with me. Um, I, before you. I talk about what you're doing in there, congratulations on getting through. The rumba was stunning. Thank you. I mean, those visuals at the beginning with Erica <laughs> on fire. I just absolutely love the choreography, Dennis. Thank you so much. Yeah. It was just, I think, having been on such a high and having such energetic dances for like our three or first of our three dances it was really hard to slow things down and just do them really slow I didn't know how slow the rumba actually was until we did it Um, so rehearsals were great and then I think just on the day it was like I was like where are my feet gone I can't find them but eventually we got into it and then yeah thank god (laughs) thank god let's talk about this Sunday because you're in there rehearsing a tango at the moment yes we are indeed and how is it going it's going good tangos you know it's it, we're, we're getting there yeah we, we have uh, argentine tango and uh, just like normal tango yeah, it will be fun it will be fun yeah the thing i thought about the tango was when when i did it i felt like it's very womanly dance it's very powerful very empowering i feel like i could conquer when i do the tango like it's so fierce it's, it's strong. very fierce and i think it's quite easy to get into the character of the tango as well because it's all in the movement it's all in yeah, it, that, that's just what the tango is. I feel like it's a good attack dance yes. and you can take out any kind of frustration and <laughs> anger. Yeah, so you're like, sorry, I was in the mood of tango. <laughs> exactly, Dennis. Yeah. Well, we can't wait to see you guys perform next week. We Thank will let you, so you get much. back into rehearsals. Thank you. Now, obviously, music's always been Erica's biggest passion, um, which is why I'm very excited about who she's dedicating her dance to. It's to one of her musical inspirations, Miss Samantha Mumba. So she's going to be performing Body to Body. Samantha, as an inspiration for Erica, is a big, big deal. Now, we are thrilled on Monday's pod when we realised how much Billy McGuinness just loves our Lyra. And we love Billy McGuinness. But this week, I think we're going to see something completely different from Billy because he is going to be performing a contemporary ballroom with his pro partner, Hannah Kelly. And Billy is dedicating the dance to his bandmate from Aslan, his friend, Christy Dignam. And they'll be performing to the Aslan track, Crazy World. Now, the thing about contemporary ballroom is... This is just such a passionate dance. We saw Ellen doing it last week and we saw how incredible the potential for contemporary ballroom can be. This is just so completely different to anything we've seen Billy do. And I think 
Crazy World is a great song for a contemporary ballroom dance. I think it's going to be charged with a lot of emotion because of who he's doing it for. Um, and, you know, this year Aslan are celebrating 40 years together. Isn't that incredible? 40 years together. So there is a lot of meanings behind this dance for our Billy this weekend. I want to see Billy let loose. I want to see the emotion and the passion. And Billy is going to be dancing in bare feet, which I just, I don't know why I find it funny. But I do. Next up, let's find out what Jordan Conroy and Salome Chachua are performing to on Dedicated Dance Week. Now, Jordan is dedicating his dance to his mum, Jenny. So he's going to be performing a foxtrot to Stevie Wonder's Isn't She Lovely? Isn't that just gorgeous? I'd say his mum is only delighted. I think... The foxtrot is something that Jordan is just, you know, I think he's going to nail it. So I am sure Jordan's mum is absolutely delighted. Our final check in to the training room this time is with Nicholas Roach. Now, I think his professional partner, Karen Byrne, is very, very happy with this week's choice. Delighted to be back doing ballroom. Um, I love doing the samba with him. Again, he did definitely... Um, come out of his shell and that's what we're working on week after week but I do feel he's like a ballroom boy so to have another ballroom dance I'm like yay and do, what, how do you find the quick step because like without sounding like I'm just being very straightforward it's very quick it's very quick <laughs> it's very quick um, have to be quick on your toes and but it, it's good fun and the music is very dynamic so hopefully I'll get a put it off I feel like this could be your dance I feel like the quick step is going to be the one. Oh, we'll take that. Thanks, Lottie. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I do think so, so too. Because I feel, like, I feel like he has a beautiful frame. We've yep. all seen that. And the quick step has such an element of fun as well. And they're saying he emotionally connects to the dances. So I see no reason why this shouldn't be Nicholas's week. Oh, my God. Let's fingers crossed. Pressure's on. Yeah, I've put the pressure on poor old Nicholas and Karen there, but his his dance is going to be a quick step, as I said, to Hey Brother by Avicii. And the reason being, he's um, dedicating his dance to his brother. And um, They're not just brothers. He says they're best friends. They've relied on each other through tough times over the years. The whole story is absolutely lovely. lovely. So you, you definitely want to make sure that you are in front of the telly and not at the kettle making a cup of tea when Nicholas comes on the telly this weekend. I also, while I was talking to Brian Redman, decided to ask Brian, how exactly can Nicholas impress Brian this week? Yeah, we saw him do, I think it was at a contemporary ball, but it was the, the Gene Kelly piece a couple of weeks ago, singing yes. in the rain. Suits him down to the ground, put a suit on that boy, looks elegant, puts his arms up. Still improvement to make in that regard, but that's a dance that's definitely going to suit him. So pay attention, Nicholas. That's what Brian thinks. So there we have it. A sneak peek at the dances, the songs and the dedications. And I can tell you now, we'll be seeing plenty more about those dedications and the people involved during the show on Sunday. I am pretty sure there's going to be a few tears shed. It's going to be an emotional one. And don't forget the twist. While there are no eliminations on Sunday, one of our couples will win a free pass in the following week's show. So this means the couple with the highest points will get the free pass week seven show. It also means they won't have to face the first dreaded dance-off. 
And believe me, standing there waiting to find out if you are in the dance-off is one of the most gut-wrenching moments for anybody on the show. And then finding out you're in it is even worse. So don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. and We'd love to have your subscription. rte.ie forward slash podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever your favourite podcast platform is, get on it and subscribe. I'm going to be back on Monday analysing every single detail of Sunday's performances together with my pals, Brian and Lyra and the main show is back at 6.30 on Sunday plus you can check out the latest news from the show on rte.ie forward slash entertainment and remember keep potting Dancing with the Stars, the RTE podcast sponsored by Muller Corner. Mullerlicious.